Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. That melody is from another tradition. It's a Christian gospel melody. And just as music throughout time has sort of drifted in and out of different cultures and different religions, this one has really come into the landscape of contemporary Jewish life in a lot of places. Not not everywhere by any means. And there's a power to that melody, partly because of the words. The words are, O Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you. I will be a living sanctuary for you. I will be a sanctuary. My essence, my being, my presence, the gifts, the unique gifts that I bring will be a sanctuary for God's presence, a place where God's presence can dwell. In the Torah this week, there's a verse which has also been set to that same melody, Va'asuli Mikdash Vashakanti Batocham. Va'asuli Mikdash Vashakanti Batocham. God is saying to Moses, Let them make a Mikdash, a holy space, a sanctuary, and then I will dwell among them, among them, not in it, not in the sanctuary that they create, but among them, in the hearts of the people, you could say, within them. And so these these two texts, the one in English and the one in Hebrew, are, are subtly different, but they are very much connected to each other in terms of what they instruct us about service, about the work that we do in this world to create sacred space, the work that we do in terms of the gifts, the gifts that we bring. Because the Parsha, the Torah portion, is called Truma, which refers to these particular types of gifts that are brought. O Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving I will be a living sanctuary for
for you. Ve'asuli mihikdash v'shachanti betocham. Ve'asuli mihikdash v'shachanti betocham. V'shachanti, this verb that is about dwelling indwelling is the root of Shekhinah. Shekhinah is the the word that we use to describe God's perhaps feminine presence but the the peace of God that dwells on this on this earth. Shekhinah. When we talk about Shekhinah we're talking about God's presence. So Vashakanti, I will dwell, is the first place where we have that idea of of God as a neighbour. Because Shachin in in modern Hebrew means a neighbor. So we somehow, through our actions, we create the possibility <laughs> that God will be our neighbor. That verse, Va'asuli Mikdash, let them make for me this sacred place, comes after the instruction for the materials, before it's actually stated what the materials are for. The opening of the Pasha says that that God um, speaks to Moses and says to Moses, speak to the, all of the people, which means, let them take for me, truma, an offering, from every person, whose heart is willing whose heart is volunteering, who is being inspired from their heart to give in this way. Let them take for me. It's interesting, the, the Torah uses the language of lakachat, to take and not to give. And some commentaries suggest that when giving is really from the heart, the person who most receives is the giver themselves. Because there's something about an act of pure giving that is actually receiving. Later on, when the Torah uses the word vanatnu, and they gave, and they gave, vanatnu is a palindrome. In other words, it's in Hebrew, it's the, it's the same, whether you read it forwards or backwards, vanatnu, and they gave, implying that in giving we are also receiving. When we give from this place of nadav uh, lev, of a willing heart, of a volunteering heart, we are actually participating in this kind of universal circuit of giving. It's slightly strange because the construction seems to be that it's a it's an obligation for everybody to participate, everybody to show up, everybody to bring something. And it's also very clear that it's not just whatever I feel like giving because uh, immediately afterwards there's a, a list of very specific items materials that are required and requested so it's gold and silver and copper and crimson and there's 13 materials that are being asked for in this construction of this this project this mishkan this tabernacle or this mikdash this this uh, sanctuary 
So there's a lot to unpack in a way. This idea that um, instruct these people that they take for me this offering, everybody who is willing in their heart, and let them bring gold and silver and bronze and purple, crimson, scarlet threads, all of these luscious items, dolphin skins, oils, incense. And there's this idea, really, that we, through willing hearts, through volunteering hearts, we're not just sort of thinking, oh, I'll bring my iPad, you know, I'll bring um, a pair of socks, <laughs> I'll bring a bowl of pasta. Like, no, if we really tune in on a deep level to open and volunteering hearts, then we actually can sense on a much deeper level what is most needed. Whether we're talking about the construction as we are here of this particular space, or whether we're talking about being really present with uh, another human being, or whether we're talking about the own communities in which we participate, knowing what it is that we can most helpfully bring to those communities, what our gifts are going to be that can help the, the thriving of that particular community, whether it's a a synagogue community or other organizations that we associate with or even our own families. The trouble is we often don't feel like we have willing hearts. Our hearts often don't feel open and ready to serve in this way. So unconditional in their in their love and desire to to be to be present and to show up and to offer what is most needed. With the world is is wounding to our hearts. The relationships, the pain, the just the experience of being in this world makes our hearts kind of tarnished and confused, and so we don't know what to bring, and we don't necessarily feel that sense of of deep volunteerism that we want to just show up and bring. So how do we cultivate that? You know, we've talked about the the hard hearts, <laughs> the hard hearts from uh, from Pharaoh, and and the capacity that we have to have to have those punishingly hard hearts. We talked about the idea of having soft hearts, but how do we have generous hearts? Because really, when it says yidvenuli bo, everyone who is willing in their hearts, it's really talking about a a particular type of generosity. A generosity that comes from this idea that we know that the the whole is is so much greater than all of the sum of the individual parts that we know through that sense that inner sense of of generosity that by contributing to something bigger than ourselves we actually gain so much more than we lose by participating in that generous way we we are adding to the flow of the universe rather than cutting ourselves off from that flow, rather than just being kind of selfish and materialistic and just wanting all of our gifts just for ourselves. And so I think the the way in which we cultivate that generous spirit and those generous 
hearts is to is to see that to see that the world is crying out for our generosity right now in community in in seeing the needs of of the vulnerable like we talked about last week and in in trying to understand what it is they most need i remember hearing once uh, ruth messenger the uh, the former president of uh, AJWS, the American Jewish World Service. I remember her telling a story that I think um, she'd heard from from Colin Powell about the the highest place, the highest point in Sri Lanka, is or was a pile of blankets that were donated by. Americans after the tsunami and it never gets below 70 degrees in Sri Lanka and so this pile of blankets was basically useless they may have come from generous hearts the idea that oh we we see the terrible suffering of people after a, a natural disaster like a tsunami and we want to give and so oh we'll send blankets to people who don't need blankets and so there's this sort of extraordinary idea here in this uh, parsha, in this Torah portion, Truma, that says, have a generous heart, but know what it is that is most needed, that is most useful. If, we're real, if, if what we're doing right now is building a mishkan, then let's bring the materials that we need to build the mishkan. The Italian commentator from the Middle Ages, Sforno, actually says that no that they didn't they didn't bring money that was then translated into the gifts they actually brought the gifts they actually brought the raw materials themselves that's what the torah is is telling us and sometimes of course our money is is very needed and and for organizations that we may support that can turn that money into what is most needed for that particular organization of course that's a a very valuable gift and can be coming from a place in the heart but the the idea the idea of bringing what is requested rather than what we think might be necessary very important and i think that we 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 need all of us i need i know i, I need to through whether it's through meditation or through just um deep connecting to to the people around us and to the communities that we connect to just to go into that place of of feeling the a softness in our hearts that can can help us be uh, be willing be have that quality of nadively um, live like of, of a volunteering generous heart so that we can participate and then later on once the Israelites have sort of been given that instruction to bring these specific gifts it's only later on a few verses later that that God says if using those materials they make and this make rather than rather than take make for me a mikdash make for me a a sanctuary and I will dwell among them. The verb la'asot, to do or to make, this idea that the, the doing and the making that is going to occupy many, many, many 
verses of Torah for now, for the next few parshas, the next few sections of Torah. The making, the doing, the activity of building this Mishkan. There's this idea that it's a tikkun, it's a correction for all doing and making in the world. Because obviously, soon we have the story of the golden calf, which is the sort of reversal. That's where our our doing and our making becomes self-serving, rather than serving something greater than ourselves. And this idea that even though the the construction of the Mishkan, the sanctuary, comes chronologically in the Torah before the golden calf, there's a famous Midrash that says, uh, there's no before or after, and that actually this is a sort of, was the antidote, the cure, the remedy for the sin of the golden calf, where the people wanted something that they could tangibly serve, but had no, no center in it. It was just solid gold. Whereas the Mishkan is this place where the center is this space of our own open hearts, really. And so there's the other idea that um, that the Torah presents us with the cure, with the remedy, before we have the sickness, if you like. The capacity to heal is presented to us before, before the, the illness, before the sickness, before the disease. And that's, in a sense, what this, what this Mishkan is. If everyone shows up with those willing hearts, bringing all of those materials, and making this sanctuary, this sacred space, and sanctuary, of course, is such a a full and loaded word in our world right now, where so many people don't have sanctuary, where people are, are threatened, where refugees are displaced, and their futures are uncertain, and and the idea of sanctuary cities, sanctuary churches, where people who are not here legally can seek sanctuary. That's another subject, but I think the idea of sanctuary, a place of, of safety in a world that doesn't always feel safe, a place of connection where we don't always feel connected. And the idea that that sanctuary is really ultimately within our own hearts. For Shekhanti B'tocham, God's promise that that Shekhinah, that divine presence is not not in a physical space, but in the hearts of the people who help to create that space, in the hearts of every single one of us that has brought the contributions from places of willing hearts. Ve'asuli mihikdash v'shachanti betocham ve'asuli mihikdash v'shachanti betocham. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush, and we will see you next time.